This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 9.20 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana Shaoning and Jen Sun. Let's get a quick update on the FBM KLCI. Really not going anywhere. The index is rather flat at the moment. It's only down 0.07%. 1,479 points as we speak. And very quickly, a quick look at the value board on Brasa Malaysia to see whether there's any significant changes at this moment. Pretty much no. DS Sigma, which is an IPO listing today, is up 30%, 71.5 cents as we speak. And, of course, you can listen to The Breakfast Grill because we had that just yesterday. You can catch our conversation with Lucille Dio, Managing Director, on our BFM app or also on our website. Meanwhile, we are turning our attention over to the gloves sector. Gloves were the darling in 2020, where every company involved in its manufacture saw its share prices jump by multiple times, no thanks to the pandemic that created a global shortage. And this led to many small players jumping on the bandwagon and even China growing its own glove industry. Fast forward two years later, the sector is plagued by overcapacity, falling average selling prices with even the large players in the red. Now, the sharp decline has been so bad that even Top Glove and Hatalega were booted out of the FBM KLCI Top 30 recently, which then begs the question, what does the future hold for the glove sector? And is it time for investors to perhaps take a more contrarian view on this sector? For insights into this, we speak to Sophie Chua, Equity Analyst at Hong Leong Investment Bank. Sophie, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us today. Um, can we start off with a recap about the performance of glove makers for 2022 results as compared to pre-COVID-19? Which glove makers appear to be more insulated from the present downturn? Glove makers have continued to report sequentially weaker results throughout 2022, mainly on the back of falling ASPs and sales volume as demand eases post-vaccination ramp-up globally. When we consider the performance of the four most recent reported quarters against 2019 performance, it is a mixed bag really. Some of the glove players' performance in 2022 is still above that of 2019's, given that the ASP in the early part of the year was still above pre-pandemic levels, whereas for some, the performance in 2022 was weaker than 2019 itself, due to exceptionally low utilization rates. We have seen glove makers reporting losses in this challenging climate, and we don't think that any glove makers can be insulated from this, especially when our glove makers are mostly OEM players. What's more important in our view will be balance sheet resilience, whereby the cash accumulated during the upcycle is critical to help them ride through this downturn. And among the four biggest local boys, Kosan and Supermax have the highest level of net cash on hand. And Sophie, what has been the ASP trend for glove makers and is the worst over? Glove prices have continued to inch lower on a Q-on-Q basis in 2022, although at a much lower magnitude in the recent quarters compared to second half 2021 when the ASP started easing from its peak. We think there is still room for the ASP to go lower as there is still a 2 to $3 gap between the local boys and the Chinese players. Performance-wise, I don't think we have seen the worst just yet taking cue from the recent attempt of glove players raising ASB slightly to pass on part of the cost increase, but it has been met by strong resistance from the buyers, resulting in a sharp decline in sales volume. Inability to pass on higher costs will no doubt continue to hamper profitability, and as price takers, the manufacturers do not have much bargaining power when it comes to pricing now. I'm curious, how serious are the Chinese glove makers, and uh, do they pose a significant threat to our local players, which currently are the biggest in the world? The Chinese players have always been serious about glove making, just that prior to the pandemic, their focus was more on the lower value vinyl gloves rather than nitrile gloves. And after seeing how lucrative the nitrile gloves can be, the Chinese players have decided to aggressively expand their capacity on nitrile gloves instead. 
And in our view, the Chinese glove makers are definitely not a force that can be ignored, as it is estimated that 20% of the global glove supply is coming from China. And in terms of costing, I don't think that the Malaysian players have much competitive edge either. Hence, we believe that the local boys can only leverage on the technology and continue innovating to stay competitive. So you mentioned that glove makers like Supermax and Kosan Rubber have very strong balance sheets with net cash positions equivalent to a high percentage of their market capitalizations. Will any of these companies be ideal privatization candidates and how likely is this to happen? No doubt that the strong cash position makes both Kosan and Supermax prime candidates to be taken private. But we think that this is rather unlikely since the strong cash power will mostly be used to weather through this downturn. What are some of the measures that the glove makers are taking to cope with higher costs of production and gas prices? Some of the older, less efficient production lines have been retired and the glove payers are now relying on their newer and more efficient lines to bring down their production costs. Automation continues to be a key focus, which is something the manufacturers have been pushing for even before the pandemic. This is to reduce the reliance on labour. And not to mention that just a good old traditional method of just minimizing wastages to cope with this challenging time. Now, during the pandemic, we heard all the glove makers, you know, increasing their capacity. But now that tune has changed, it's all about deferring capex. So the question is, how soon can this industry reach equilibrium in terms of demand and supply dynamics then? We are not expecting to see any increase in capacity from the major glove makers in first half 2023 at least. But the situation is still very fluid. And if the overall supply situation does not ease, we think that they will continue to push back capacity expansion further. Given the lack of clarity on the buyer's overstock situation, it will be difficult to provide a definite timeline as to when the demand will start picking up again. But judging from the excess capacity that was added during the pandemic, we think that the earliest the sector can reach equilibrium would probably be sometime in mid-calendar year 2024. What about on ESG, Sophie? Have all ESG issues, particularly worker-related ones, been resolved for the sector? We don't think that the sector as a whole is out of the woods yet, as the withhold release order issued by the US CBP on Supermax and some other smaller private players have yet to be lifted. But the three largest manufacturers under our coverage are free of false label accusations. The US CBP ban imposed on Top Glove previously was lifted in September 2021, after Top Glove taking corrective measures to remediate the issues regarding false label. As for Hatalega and Kosan, they are both now part of a collaborative initiative called Responsible Glove Alliance, whereby the alliance aims at preventing, identifying and rectifying false labour issues within the medical supply sectors in Malaysia. Since strict requirement and commitment must be met before manufacturers are allowed into the alliance, hence we think that part, being part of the alliance is a strong enough commitment from Hatalega and Kosan in resisting false labour. And Sophie, finally, what is your call on the sector and which stocks look to be more re- resilient? We have an underweight stance on the sector and out of the three glove players under our coverage, we prefer Kosan due to it having the highest net cash to market cap ratio of about 70%, and also due to its relatively smaller capacity, whereby any potential increase in order is more likely to fill up Kosan's capacity sooner. Sophie, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Sophie Chua from Hongleong Investment Bank giving us her outlook for the glove sector in 2023. It is one of those sectors that most analysts don't really want, well, most investors don't really want to touch with a 10-foot pole at this stage, but... uh, Hey, you know, it could, there still could be some opportunities. Ooh, the headwinds are rather strong. I think the average selling prices don't look like it's going to recover anytime soon. And really, you've got to keep your eye on China. But her top pick for the sector is Kosan. I think that's really due to the fact that they have high cash levels. But even then, there's only three buys on this name. Eight holes, eight sells. Consensus target price for the stock, one ringgit and 15 cents. Last time, price is actually down two cents to one ringgit and 80 cents. 
All right. It is coming up to 9.29 in the morning. We're going to be heading into the 9.30 a.m. news bulletin, but we will be back after that with WTF as we are every Friday. That's What's the Focus, our weekly recap show so that you don't go into the weekend uh, ignorant. Stay tuned for that to BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the BFM app.